Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calderness. This episode, we're going to be covering a generic gallery on the brute keyword and answering some of Malcolm's questions regarding the Kilted Classic. This is episode 343. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and seal products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, as always, in the studio is the Dial H for Hero Clicks uh, heavyweight champion, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? That's me. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Not a lot going on, Calder. Not a lot going on. Okay. Huh. Very nice, very nice. Well, uh, like always, we start off with what made us happy this week. So this past week, Simeon, let me know. What made you happy, man? Well, this last week uh, got a lot better yesterday when Christmas was over. Finally, we can move on to good holidays. Like Halloween that's coming down the pipeline here in 10 months. I can't wait. (laughs) Jeez. Gosh. That makes me happy. You're the worst. You're the worst. I I was in the store today, and there were these two guys, and it's like, how are you doing? They basically said the same thing you did. They're like, better now that that freaking Christmas is over, but they didn't say freaking. He was like, I know, dude. Gosh, my mom was like, don't be a Grinch. But I told her I've already been a Grinch. I'm going to be a Grinch the rest of my life. And I wanted to fight these guys on behalf of Christmas. But I mean, like, whatever. <laughs> I just went in. I got my, like, bananas and eggs, and I left. But I was like, y'all really going to be talking smack about Christmas right now? Boy, I had to punch you in the freaking mouth. Hey, How dare Kurt you? Russell's How dare a Santa you? Santa Claus now, so you got to watch what you say because he's a good Santa Claus. Yeah, he's a good Christmas Santa Claus Chronicles. too. He's a especially that first one. Definitely not that second one for sure. Ooh, oh, I didn't know I mean, there he's was a good. Secret. Obviously, oh, probably better off. Uh, me, let me just reiterate everything you told me about Wonder Woman. I'm gonna tell you about that sequel. <laughs> there you go. That's that's how I would say it. Yeah. Ooh, already starting off with the heat, talking smack about Wonder Woman. So obviously, Christmas wasn't Christmas; it was Wonder Woman Day for you. So I'm sure you you loved that. <laughs> let's not get into that. Let's exciting, talk about what made yeah. you happy this week. Let's let's keep it to good things, happy uh, things. Okay, happy thoughts. Uh, so what yeah. made me happy was happy uh, one of my friends did make me this shadow box kind of collage thing, encapsulating. Uh, some Thursday throwdowns, some worlds pictures, just like a bunch of like pictures of me and Calder. There's one with Devin in it even, um, and just like a bunch of like uh, nice comments and stuff like that. It was like a nice little like time capsule of like this last year of uh, Dial H. It was pretty cool. It even lights up, and I like things that light up. I I I can't awesome and how much work went into the shadow box listeners. And uh, I'm forever reminded how doofy my face looked during Worlds. I don't know what was going on there. Simeon maybe looks not worse as bad as without mine, his beard. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I had the, the yeah, evil goatee, which <laughs> goatees just aren't, they're not made for my face. My face isn't made for goatees. They're not really flattering. No. Yeah. It is on my, no. uh, it's going to permanently reside on my Heroclix shelf from now on, though. So I, I managed to it sneak it awesome. behind a bunch it's of got figures. got new 
Prince format picture. It's got the us chugging beers, which is great. When we got our arms raised, like it looks, it's beautiful. It's pretty sick. I, I love the way it looks. Like it's awesome. Yeah, no, it's really cool. That that for sure. That kind of made me happy this week just seeing that because it was a lot of work that went into it. It was really sweet. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, a lot of things made me happy this week, guys. I'm just a joyous. I love Christmas. Um, I've been in a Christmas Carol as a play before and I was Fred and Fred loves Christmas and I love Christmas. It was the easiest acting job I've ever had. Um, Christmas is freaking awesome. This week I got all my black Friday stuff in. Uh, I, I sent it to my house, my home home because I know that's where I was going to be coming back for Christmas. So I got two new captain America shields. Uh, I got a bunch of new captain America stuff, which I loved. I bought a ton of Funko Pops. I got a Casey Jones one. I got all the new sunny Philadelphia Funko Pops that are from the uh, Dayman play episode, which is my all-time favorite episode of sunny Philadelphia. So I'm super happy. Those are the pops they made. When I got back home, I sorted all of my Funko Pops. So that way they're on display. They are the easiest thing to display and they do kind of look nice. As much as I hate the fact that I collect these useless pieces of vinyl and keep them in a box. Uh, they are very aesthetically pleasing when they're on those big Funko Pop stack wall things and they look very nice together. So I kind of set those up. I only have like 50 of these. So it's not really a big wall of Funko Pops. It's just sort of like some together. Um, and 50 sounds like a lot. It's really not a lot once you stack them all up. It doesn't look like a lot, really. Um, so that was cool. I also got um, a lot of stuff organized in my house. Me and Simeon very much are the same organization where we have just bins of stuff. And I want stuff to be on display even if I can't see it. So a few years ago, Ash vs. Evil Dead had an auction. And I actually won some things on the auction. They were random set pieces. They aren't any cool props that you could honestly even notice in the show anywhere. But I was able to get them for 50 bucks. That's the important part because like otherwise it would have been spending like $2,000 for a chainsaw or more. Uh, same thing if I wanted a power glove or a boomstick or like shotgun shells or a screen used costume uh, from Ash would be 500 plus, right? So for 50 bucks, I got the athletics bedroom set, <laughs> which is a pair of flat shoes that look like Chuck Taylor All-Stars, but they aren't that brand, but that's what they look like a football and a weightlifting belt. And the most important thing is that I had the certificate of authenticity official item from the production of Ash versus evil dead from stars. So I bought a shadow box for that and I have that nicely displayed. Uh, that was like the biggest thing this week was sort of like getting my stuff organized, but obviously I spent a lot of time. I had a mini Christmas party with my friends and then I had Christmas Eve party with my family, which was like family that we haven't actually seen in a long time. So that was cool. Uh, like that sector of cousins we haven't hung out with for a while. So that was really cool. And then Christmas Day, spent time with my family. Got to play some of that Scooby-Doo Betrayal, which was awesome. Uh, and then watched like the Star Wars Christmas, Lego Star Wars Christmas holiday special, which was bad. It would have been better if it was a shot for shot remake of the original, to be honest with you. You can argue with me on that. <laughs> this new one sucked. Um, we watched Muppets A Christmas Carol, which was great. We watched the second Santa Chronicles, which is, like I said, um, your life won't get any better for watching it. And to paraphrase Simeon, your life won't get any better for watching it. It may certainly get worse or stay the same. And your life is probably better for not watching it. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. But okay, talked for a long time. That's made me happy.
It was a lot of things. It was a great week. And there's honestly more. I love this time of year. It's not over yet. Technically, the 12 days of Christmas happen after Christmas. People seem to get confused on that part. It's not a countdown to Christmas. It's a, even though it's over, we keep celebrating it. So for me, the Christmas spirit is very much alive until January, whatever. And then I'll finally stop celebrating Christmas. But for right now, <laughs> I love it. Christmas is awesome. <laughs> it's my favorite. So that was a super long intro to what made us happy. Don't worry, guys. I'll go back to having really bad weeks where nothing makes me happy like Simeon normally has. And we can get on with the show faster. So let's do a generic gallery. Why should you care? Keywords. Why should you Keywords. Why should you care? Keywords. Why should you care? Keywords. So why should you care? Keywords. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Celebrity, police, past, and scientist, assassin, soldier, spy, tinker, tailor. No, they, they're not in there, but you know, you get it. What a rough transition. Generic gallery is the part of the show where we take a generic keyword, we build a something point golden age theme team, and we sort of talk about how we look at keywords when we build them, how I enjoy building out of generic keywords, Simeon enjoys building with generic keywords, and that when you restrict it to a non-name theme team like this, you can get some really cool creative theme teams. You mostly, the important part is you get a lot of universe crossover. That's my favorite part about generic keywords is how many universes and hero we can cross over. And this is the most consistent, cool way to cross over universes is using generic keywords. So Simeon, do you want to talk about the brute keyword a little bit? What is the average person who has the brute keyword like? Like what comes to mind when you think brute yeah. keyword? So brute is like one of those, it's one of those words that like the, it translates to hero clicks pretty accurately. Um, so almost without exception, people with the brute keyword, unless it's like somebody with just a ton of keywords or whatever, but almost without exception, this is going to be a close combat based piece at some point in their dial. Like if they're not just close combat, then the majority of their dial is close combat. You'll see a lot of charge, a lot of flurry, a lot of close combat expert, but you also get a lot of reducers because they're usually like beefier kind of dudes or figures or characters. Um, and so, yeah, you get, like, some decent reducers, and usually they're people that have to, like, rush into the fray. And so building with just a brute keyword is kind of hard because you don't have that, like, ranged backup typically. You don't have a lot of support stuff going on normally. Um, but, yeah, you can you can find some stuff in there. It's just... Uh, it depends on your play style. I really like the rush mm. forward and like smash dice together until somebody is like still alive kind of thing. Uh, that's how I typically play like when it's just super casual nights. But yeah, it's brute keywords a great uh, option for that. And that's, that's about it normally. Um, like I said, I don't think anyone's okay. going to ever build a brute keyword uh, competitively but having a lot of brute keyword characters isn't a bad option for your field. It's just the a theme team or like non-named theme team that's brute probably isn't going to win you a whole lot of stuff. Except, uh, do we not have... What's our new guy um, from Justice League? Uh, special shout-out to Mongol. That's yes. what you're going for, right? Yeah, Makes Mongol. brute and warrior keyword as a singled named keyword right which is pretty cool so 
So that's you can then have a named brute team for the low, low cost of 150 (laughs) or 110 points uh, by putting Mongol on your team. Yeah, I did not put Mongol on my team, sadly. Um, Some some big characters that uh, I always go for when I'm doing like a brute build is the Avengers Assemble Hulk Chase. Um, I think this is called. I can't remember what that comic line was called, like the end or something. It's like the Hulk where yeah. like something was like eating the flesh off of him as he's like regenerating. He's like the last living uh, mm-hmm. technically human kind of like thing on the planet. And so uh, I can't remember what it was, if it was like rats or beetles or cockroaches or whatever, but they're like rats. eating him rats. constantly as he regenerates. Um, mm-hmm. Some other characters, uh, I mean, Hulks are always going to, like, for the most part, they always have the brute keyword, and they're always going to be some of the better options with, like, the keyword, in my opinion. Um, So he's a really good one. Uh, There's the man thing and Howard the Duck that is an awesome piece. Uh, I love the, like, late dial poison that they do, and or not poison, uh, the late dial... um, protected from range kind of thing that they do when they get their regen and stuff. But yeah, those are some, those are some of my favorite ones. I didn't put them on my team, but those are my shout outs. Okay. Right on. Those are shout outs. All right, sweet. What is, uh, actually I'll do my shout outs really quickly. Um, these are sort of more generic shout outs, maybe not characters. I like, uh, in fact, most of them, I don't, uh, we already mentioned Mongol, uh, Lobo, the new Lobo, the dog, pop-off Pob, Lobo, Pog, Lobo, uh, obviously very hard to kill, has yeah. great mobility, hypersonic speed, whatever, great for a brute team. The uh, If you want to be a scumbag, these next two figures are for you. Uh, Vulture, the 019B <laughs> Prime from Earth-X, has the brute keyword. Obviously, when he charges, he makes an attack, he kills something, you get to charge again. So if you want to be a terrible human being you can play vulture uh if you want to be a slightly less terrible human being but like still kind of a bad dude you can play the new juggernaut um i don't, i'm not going to dog anybody for playing the new juggernaut right because he's really cool and he's fun and i just you know people should just play him to try him out he's just like obviously no brainer he's pretty darn good uh especially at 100 points i mean i think this juggernaut's really cool of course talking oh, yeah. about the house of x 061 juggernaut and then of course uh, Immortal Hulk, but the ones I really liked that I didn't work for this team was Casey Jones from the first team and T set. Love Casey Jones, one of my favorite characters in like any media. He's great. I love the Minotaur from Captain America and the Avengers for 50 points is awesome. Uh, for having like a full dial prob, or he can use Mystics, which is really cool. And he is not a like silver ringed figure so honestly playing a swarm team of these 50 point minotaurs could be really really fun uh also the other minotaur which is also 50 points uh gets rid of uh location bonuses and a consulate and only gives them the consolation so that's really cool i i like that it never really became a thing 50 points was kind of too much for getting rid of a five point thing on your opponent's team you know like wasn't that great so like there's that yeah, there's also, uh, I also had I Anthony Howard the, the Duck. I love that. Um, uh, Doug going. from Doug's Army fame is, of course, a brute. Oh, Doug. Although, if you're building with Doug, you he, might as well just build Doug's Army. Yeah, you're building all the stuff, all of it. 
So another character I really like is Animus and Vamp from the Deadpool set. They didn't make it on this team because sadly I was like, whoa, Animus is great. Uh, she's a nine speed, 10 attack, super strength, charge, 17 defense, four damage up to six damage. That's that's really good. Um, you know, being a 10 for four for 70 points, uh, 78 points, but also Hammerhead from this latest set is 30 points. And he is also a... 10 for four when they charge <laughs> and they also have sidestep uh, without super strength and they have an 18 defense toughness but and you're like man maybe there is a little bit not necessarily power creep but just like better stats and oh, yeah. point cost creep not necessarily powers but yeah that was rough but the cool thing about animus and vamp is uh, animus is one person when they heal or take damage they switch to vamp and vamp is like more range based animus actually does have pen blast and uh for range, top clicked. Let me look at what uh, Vamp does really quick. Vamp was like the girl that would switch out with him. And yeah, she had running shot and she could choose uh, any character in five squares through next turn. Uh, standard powers that that character possesses as long as you're in five. So you're like, I got a whole nother dial of powers. Any p- standard power they possessed, you could also use, which was really cool. Uh, did not have to be friendly. Did not have to be opposed. Like it can be anybody. So she had that for her first four cloaks of her life and she had pulse wave on her last two. So more ranged heavy person with the five range, the running shot right away was pretty cool. And obviously um, they, neither of them had ways to heal actually. So you really were only switching when you took damage. Uh, the healing would have to be if you took enough damage to still be on uh, vamp. When you switch over to vamp for her absorbo belt, you could then like regen or something, but Every time you switched, the other person got shape change until your next turn, which is really just really thematic and really cool. So I always liked Animus and Vamp. I always kind of like play that because Vamp had the shield keyword or whatever. Like I would put those on teams. They were fun. That's kind of a fun uh, brute thing you can do. But Simeon, who made your brute team? So going through the list of brutes on uh, just like the list of people that have this, I came across one of my favorite figures of all time. And this is the LE Absorbing Man from Invincible Iron Man. Uh, if you've played this game long enough, you've probably seen this guy on like the field at some point. I still think that he's really good for his points. Maybe not um, as amazing as he used to be. I know when like Nick Fury was like really big, he probably wouldn't have been played as much. Um, there's a few characters that can get around like what he does. But he's 153 points, and we were building to 400-point teams for this because Brutes are kind of beefy people. You need a little extra room to fit them in there. So for a little less than half my build, not quite half, but a huge chunk of my build, uh, for 153 points, his dial is not impressive at all. He has a 7-speed charge for his first two clicks with 9 attack. He starts with Quake and then gets two clicks of super strength. His defense value on his first click is a 15 and then a 16, then a 15, 15, and 14. His last two clicks, he gets Flurry and Close Combat Expert, which isn't a great combo, but it's not the worst. Um, And he's only five clicks long, so he's kind of awful on his dial alone. Uh, But when you add in his special defense power and his trait, he becomes pretty cool. So his his trait is Absorbs Anything. Uh, When Absorbing Man is hit with an object or is given a power action when adjacent to a heavy or light object. Place that object on his character card and remove any other objects that are on it. 
when Absorbing Man has a light object on his character card, modify his attack and damage values by plus one, and when he has a heavy object on his character card, modify attack and damage values by plus two. So he's one of those characters where just like permanently by placing like a heavy, and you can do this like next to your starting area, so he can do this without ever leaving the starting area because of the way uh, object placement works. He can just have automatically an 11 for 5 on his top click or like a 12 for 5 on uh, clicks 3 and on click 5. So he's no slouch once you uh, equip him with like quote unquote equip him with one of those objects on his card. And that's just a permanent thing. I don't know why you would ever choose to take it off. You don't have to use it in an attack or anything. It's just automatically modifying his values by that. And then, so that's that fixes his attack and damage problem. Uh, but his defense is really weak. Except he has this special Uru Metal. So this is the Uru Metal Absorbing Man. I guess I should have mentioned that. He's all silver, whereas the main force, the main set one was like half transformed, I think. Uh, he was just, like, regular, like, metal, steel, whatever, Absorbing Man. Uh, so his Uru Metal defense power is when Absorbing Man is dealt damage or healed, roll a d6 that can't be rerolled. Absorbing Man ignores the damage dealt or healed unless it is the same as the result of the d6. This power can't be countered or ignored. So, trans, uh, let's see, translating that to, like, the new kind of thing, the new, uh, vernacular i guess um can't be countered or ignored would be protected outwit protected pulse wave uh that's what those two things protected you from back in the day there's still ways to get around this power nowadays um you can have people that like drop the protected outwit wording or whatever but it's still like most people aren't going to be playing figures like that in golden age or if they are like you just keep him away from them because you don't want him to take a huge hit like that uh but yeah the the d6 thing is pretty sweet uh it means unless you're just really unlucky it doesn't matter how many times they hit this guy that you're just gonna keep like most of the time i would say every time i've played him uh i'll be lucky like 90 percent of the time and then it usually comes down to like the last couple attacks they throw that'll like cake him out which they usually stop attacking after my character's KO'd. It's kind of a weird thing about this game. But yeah, that's absorbing, man. He's got a lot of stability. I really like him for that. Um, and he's no slouch in the damage department. He's just a little slow. Uh, and then, speaking of someone who's not slow, the Secret Wars Battle World Uncommon Maestro at 100 points. So this guy, I loved playing him in Sealed. And I still like building with him. So he, of course, had a Baron of Battleworld trait, which if you've never heard that, it's Leadership and Perplex. If they share a Battleworld keyword, then they can uh, plus two when he uses his Perplex, except for himself. It has to be another character. And if they have a different Battleworld keyword, uh, he can minus two to their uh, stats if it's an opposing character. So his Battleworld keyword was Other um, it worked with a lot. I think that was like the the highest amount of keyword, like the highest amount of battle world, whatever was other. Probably, yeah. Because there was a lot of niche characters, but yeah. Uh, so 
that's just good for this team. Um, for this team, it's just leadership perplex, and that's fine. Uh, it's a great way to spend 100 points, in my opinion. And then he, of course, has traded Steel Energy, which is awesome. He has a speed power on his uh, the top of his 100-point line, where he's a 10 speed, and that is charge, improved movement. This character can move through blocking terrain immediately after movement resolves, destroy all blocking terrain moved through. So, pretty good way to get through the map, make a path for the rest of the people, or just burst through like a barrier and make an attack. He starts with two clicks of Quake, he's got that speed power, he goes to sidestep, he ends his dial with two clicks of Flurry, he starts with two clicks of Impervious, and then three clicks of Invulnerability, and four damage top dial, three damage the rest of his dial, and then he gets a special attack power uh, on his last three clicks that is free, make a close attack. So with his steel energy, if you don't one-shot this guy, he's typically going to like flurry and free attack you all in like the same turn. So he's basically gets like a triple flurry on his last two clicks, which is really fun. Um, and that's really all that there is to this guy. He's Indom. Absorbing Man wasn't Indom. I should have mentioned that. Uh, that's his one of the really bad things about him being 153 points. But Maestro's Indom, and he just kind of keeps trucking. Uh, unless they get like a big psychic blast attack on him or outwit his defense and hit him really hard, he tends to stick around quite handily. And to round out the team, I guess not fully round out the team, but my last real figure is going to be the Batman animated series super rare Clayface. So this is the... Hmm. He's also a real like headache to deal with, um, unless your team has a lot of outwit. So this guy's awesome for a lot of reasons, but the biggest one is not the fact that he's really slow and has average of like values. I'm not even really gonna get into his dial. He goes between charge plasticity for his whole dial. Uh, he goes between blades and super strength, and then gets two clicks of poison on the last end of his dial, and then. The majority of his dial is impervious with two clicks of super senses towards the end and then his last two clicks are regen. Uh, but that's not really like the interesting stuff. That's just kind of things that work with his traits or his trait and his special damage power. So his trait is Renew You. Uh, Renew You? I don't know. It's the animated series drug thing. So... That trait gives him shape change. When Clayface uses it and it succeeds, you give him a Renew You token. Whenever Clayface rolls a single D6 for a power he's using, after rolling, you may remove any number of Renew You tokens to increase the result by plus one for each token removed. This is awesome because if your opponent isn't playing a Outwit heavy team or they don't have access to Easy Outwit or Battle Fury, I guess... Um, once you hit this shape change, then you have a 50-50 chance of hitting the shape change. Because if you spend a token, a Renew You token, to succeed with your shape change, you get another one back. So you permanently have that, like, one 50-50 shot kind of thing. Uh, if you get two, then you just have to be more careful with, like, how you spend them. You don't want to blow them all on, like, one thing. But you still get one back if you succeed on your shape change. But then towards the end of his dial... You can use these, since it's any D6 roll, he can, like, add this to. Uh, you can kind of just play it by ear. So, like, if you roll a 1 on your shape change and you don't want to spend 5 Renew You tokens towards the end of your dial, 
you can just roll your super senses and maybe you only have to spend one on super senses. You know, you roll like a four and you just increase it by one or something. Or maybe you just hit your super senses. Same with impervious and everything else, uh, regen, that kind of stuff. You can also use it on blades. I've only done that a handful of times. Like I'll roll like a five on blades and have like six renew you tokens. And I'm like, yes, I will deal you 11 damage just because it's fun to say. That is pretty nice. Uh, and then he has a special damage power that's from clicks two to six, and that's Battle Fury Giant Reach X, where X is the number of Renewu tokens on that Clayface has. So this is also really cool because um, if it's a, like if the game goes long enough and your opponent isn't like prepared to outwit or have Battle Fury or whatever, if it's just like a standard casual game, this guy can get. Usually, I get stuck around like four, like three to four Renew You tokens. I usually don't get many more than that. But having Giant Reach of four is still really good, uh, especially if it's on like one of your charge clicks. And then being able to just guarantee that you have like either, you know, if your Shape Change fails or your Impervious fails or whatever, you can like guarantee it with those tokens. He becomes a real headache to deal with on like his mid dial. And then. To round, to actually round out the team, uh, the Fantastic Four Cosmic Clash Yancey Pickpocket for 20 points has the brute keyword and he has outwit. And that's it. Mm. That's all. There's, mm. there's nothing amazing. Yeah, that's really all he has. It's straight yeah. up 20 points for outwit. Yeah, I was, I, sh um, I was short. Not uh, the greatest 20 points in so the game, but if you do, if you really need outwit, um, he is an option. I mean, he's an eight attack, sixteen defense, one damage, twenty oh, yeah. piece outwitter. He's uh, probably oof, not getting oof. anywhere fast, but neither is the rest of my team. So, sadly, yeah, that's like enough. the big, the big problem with this team, especially is uh, between Absorbing Man and Clayface. They're both fairly slow. Um, Maestro can, of course, perplex up their speed if one of them's charging or something. But they're both fairly slow, and then there's nobody on this team that flies to carry anybody, which was kind of like a, you know, mm. this team's based around survivability over, like, getting the first attack. So I kind of want you to attack Clayface. I kind of am okay with you attacking Absorbing Man. Um, Maestro, of course, has to close the gap faster than the other two to actually use his steel energy and yeah. keep hitting to keep uh staying alive but well i'm very happy that simeon went first because my team also originally had that absorbing man on it he is just good uh that defense power is tough it's tough to beat but not wanting to also have him on it i was able to make some changes to the team which i think is fun i think it's fine so Simeon mentioned not having a lot of flight, not having a lot of mobility. Uh, I have uh, these kids 002 something 19, whatever, Guy Gardner to fill that gap. So uh, Guy Gardner's got the brute keyword. He's the only Guy Gardner, I think, with the brute keyword, which I was a little surprised at. But I like it. For 75 points, he has the Green Lantern Core's team ability, which, of course, lets him carry eight people. With his Green Lantern sector of 2814, uh, give, that trait gives him phasing teleport and he uses it he can carry characters with the wing symbol if they share a keyword with him I don't think any of these guys have flight but it is just nice so basically he can phasing teleport carry my whole team up which is super cool 
Uh, he has charge sidestep flurry on his last three clicks of his dial and his opening dial. He has charge quake with a four damage 11 attack, which is awesome. And then in the middle ish three clicks, so click two through four, he has close combat expert with a giant reach of three. And he also has the charge flurry power on one of those clicks. And he also has charge on one of those clicks. So you can giant reach three charge close combat expert giant reach three. It's pretty awesome. I really like this guy Gardner. He's a great mix of a, uh, well, not even a mix. He's an awesome taxi, and then he's a great secondary attacker being in 11 for 4, and only 75 points is amazing. Next up is going to be the Hulk from ABPI. I love this Hulk. I like him a lot. Uh, he has a lot of stick-arounding ability. He He's just cool. He's the smart Hulk, the Hulk with the full pants, almost full pants. I don't know. He's got a 12 attack, 5 damage with 11 speed, super strength, 18 defense, impervious without wit. He ignores blocking terrain and immediately destroys it when he moves through it. His big thing is that he gets weakened by rage. So whenever he takes damage from an attack, after resolutions, give him a rage token. Modify Hulk's combat values, negative X, where X is the number of rage tokens. At the end of your turn, remove all rage tokens and heal Hulk that many clicks. So he's got great stats, and obviously they have a chance to change. That's okay. He also has perplex. He has great sidestep quake in his dial. He has great flurry precision strike in his dial. And then on his last two clicks, he actually has sidestep with pen blast and a range value of six. So I really like this Hulk. I think he's an awesome, uh, number one, an awesome popper pick for being a common. I think he's a super good piece and you should see more play for sure. Um, just having outwit, having the 12 attack, five damage, potentially for seven uh, coming across the board is awesome. So this Hulk is great. Next up, he's my kind of main attacker. Secondary-ish main attacker is going to be... You know, I won't even talk about this guy until the end because I'm going to talk about the ATA I'm going to give him. So as far as support goes, there's not a lot of support for Brutes, but while looking at the keyword and wanting to mix at least three universes with this set, I was going to put Casey Jones on it. He didn't make the team because he had Battle Fury, and I wanted to get Gardner to be able to carry everybody on the team. But instead, from Lord of the Rings, uh, 015 Golem <laughs> makes the team. Uh, he has a special attack power on his first, third, and fifth clicks, which is mine. He has exploit weakness and plasticity, so he has some, com uh, some kind of hypersonic protection for your team a little bit. He has a full dial of stealth. He has a full dial of super senses. He has a full dial of his special damage power, which is Schmeagol. Gollum can use Enhancement, Perplex, and Support. When he uses any of these powers, roll 2d6 at the end of your turn. Uh, on a result of a 6 or less, deal Gollum 1 unavoidable damage. Which is a pretty good trade-off. Like, he's giving me Enhancement yeah, for... Like, Guy Gardner has... Uh, what does he have for range? He has 6 range. The Hulk gets range later. And then uh, my next attack... I'm going to talk about, which is the Scourge Prime has seven range, and he's very much the ranged attacker. Um, everybody on my team actually has range, uh, oddly enough, at some point in their dial. So that's cool, besides Golem himself. So he also has support, which is huge, being able to heal people. I don't put support on a lot of teams, and he doesn't have great attack values with support. He has uh, starts with a nine, gets eights in the middle of his dial, ends on a seven. He also, which is cool, is that he has uh, precision, not precision strike, sorry, steel energy on clicks two and four. So if he's not on his last click, he'll be able to heal up. If he took an unavoidable damage your last turn, he can sort of like heal up back-ish, you know, a little bit, which is nice. Uh, so I really enjoy that. 
potential, like you have to roll a six or less on two dice. So potentially taking one damage, but you also get enhancement, perplex, and support. And that's his full dial. You know, I, I really like this. Uh, I really like this golem, and I haven't found more plays like places to use him. So I think he's a really cool support figure. Uh, I have one, two, three, four friends of humanity on this team. They're just really cheap brute filler. Uh, kind of hoping I just roll onto one that has plasticity poison. Hoping I roll onto one that has sidestep range combat expert. Really hoping I roll onto one with like the flurry and power. That's huge for this team. Uh, if they all get flurry and power, that's that's awesome. Really, there's not a terrible click. The worst click is probably click number five when they only have blades with willpower. Um, and everything besides that, I'm fine with. So four friends of humanity. Uh, like I said, Guy Gardner can carry the whole team, so why not have them? And then to talk about my last attacker, which is 029B Scourge. I freaking love this Scourge. I, I want to play him more. I've already played him a ton. It just shows you how much I freaking love this version of Scourge. This is the last laugh Scourge. I played him a lot, like a lot. He has a trait, which is I'll stay behind and laugh, and the last laugh will be mine. Free once per game, generate a last laugh marker in the square Scourge occupies. As long as Scourge occupies the square uh, of the last laugh marker, he modifies his defense value plus two, and he takes a maximum of one damage from attacks, and he can't be moved or placed by opposing characters. Awesome. Protected from their TK, whatever. If they might control him, they can move him, whatever. It doesn't really matter too much. He's going to have a 20 defense top dial, averaging about a 19 uh, defense really for throughout his whole dial, which is cool. He's got a couple of 16s in there, but it's fine. Uh, the plus two defense is awesome. He also has sidestep for some mobility if you kind of want to do some things, like you really want to make a shot. He has ranged combat expert and close combat expert. Uh, his entire dial, except for click number seven. So that's why... The enhancement is nice. He averages really a 10 attack throughout his whole dial. He starts with a 10. He's only a 10 for three, which is why the enhancement from Shmig, uh, from Gollum is nice. The perplex is nice. But of course, obviously, range combat expert, close combat expert makes up for that. He does not have willpower on his top click. He only gets it on all his last clicks except for his stop click. So I uh, clicks three through six. He has willpower. He also has a lot of steel energy um, on his last five clicks of his dial, which is really nice. On his stop click, he has stop uh, free, deal scourge one unavoidable damage, which means, you know, kill him, and then heal a friendly character three clicks, which is really, really awesome. If I want to get Hulk back into top fighting shape, if I want to get Guy Gardner uh, back into top dial or like a really nice, there's really no bad spots in Guy Gardner's dial, but like being able to heal someone for free is solid, or I can just like not kill Scourge and he's a 12 for four on that click, and maybe yeah. I can just potentially Ooh, steal energy somebody. And heal back up, which yeah. is like what I'd probably rather do nine times out of ten. So that's really cool. Uh, the ATA I threw on is Asgardian. Uh, when you have a theme team, even if it's generic, you are allowed to put on an ATA. You have to pay whatever the points of the ATA is for each member that can use it on your team. Scourge is the only Asgardian, and it reads like this. A character using the team ability can't have its willpower or indomitable countered. A character using this team ability can use willpower on its first click, which means Scourge instead... Uh, only has willpower on, doesn't have willpower on his second click and his last click. So I really love his team ability. He's pretty much going to stay top dial for the majority, like nine times out of 10 when you're using a figure, you get the most play out of their top dial and then blah, somewhere in that mess, you get a fight, you know? Like when I'm playing Hulk, I'm going to play his charge super strength dial nine times out of 10. 
I probably won't be able to play his flurry precision strike side of his dial, his sidestep quake that much, or even his sidestep pen blast that much. It's unreliable. But I start the game on my top click. So having Scourge have willpower on top click is great. When he eventually gets willpower and then he can't have that outwitted is also super nice. So I love that team ability. I love Scourge. And I like this team. Brute's a fun keyword. I've built with it before, but not a lot. Uh, and Scourge has pretty much always made a Brute team since then. So I like these teams. Let us know if you play either Simeon or I's team. Uh, yeah, I believe it's right. Yeah, Simeon and me, Simeon and I. Yeah, it's you go first in grammar, I think. How does the English language work? Yeah, Simeon I and I's team. Let us know if you guys play them. If I choose. No, not that one. I don't know. Um, I don't anyways, know. yeah, let us know if you guys play a team. What are your favorite figures with the brute keyword? Let us know in about said comment section below. Uh, this isn't YouTube, unless, of course, it is YouTube and you're listening to this on YouTube. If you're not listening to this on YouTube, send us, I don't know, Facebook question. Tell us if you play the teams. Let us know. Or Twitter. doesn't matter. Uh, but that is generic gallery some fun teams i think we built some really cool teams i hope people uh yeah. give a look at this keyword what do you think simeon yeah i think if nothing else if you haven't played with that absorbing man or that clay face from my team um so maybe you don't like build the whole team but if any one of the figures that we mentioned sticks out to you like i really want to play with that golem now that i've never even looked at his dial before but that's a really good 47 points and he's got some pretty good keywords. Right, so <laughs> right. I might pick one up now. Oh. Um, but yeah, if you haven't played with that, that clay face especially, and like casual, is just really fun. The fact that he's not protected out wit at all, and he's 125 points, really balances him. And in the matchups that you go against somebody that doesn't have battle fury or bat like outwit, he seems kind of oppressive at times. He can be. But you always like, I mean, luck always plays into it you can always just like roll nothing but ones for his shape change or rollouts or whatever uh, yeah but yeah likewise that absorbing man i think you could pick him up for like five bucks most places and for 153 points uh on a casual night he still pulls the work like he still does a good job of being like this annoying thing that never dies so just fun pieces all around i think right on next up guys i just wanted to remind you that we have a youtube channel i know i say this every week but check us out at youtube.com slash dial h for hero clicks or when you're on youtube type in dial h for hero clicks honestly once you type in dial h it should pretty much pop up uh obviously hero clicks is just the best and we all know that dial h for hero clicks is also just the best so Check us out on YouTube. Simi and I recently released our Heroclix Hot Ones video um, a few days ago, right right before Christmas. I thought it was it's good for the holidays. It's good for some real good family fun. Um, and we just wanted to talk a little bit about what went into that video and then maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff that a lot of you guys may not know. So if you haven't seen the Heroclix Hot Ones video, I'll put in the podcast description when we go back to talking about normal hero clicks and you can go ahead and skip skip forward but uh definitely come back after you watch that video because it's a lot of fun if you don't know what hot ones is it's basically uh it's a channel called first we feast they interview celebrities while eating spicy wings in like before every question so their spices are probably a lot healthier than ours i assume less chemical being used and more natural something i imagine I don't know. I always just feel like Buffalo Wild Wings and Wingstop are just like 
what's you know some bug killer we can put in these bad boys <laughs> to just really make it burn that's think, how it felt that's i how think it their felt. hot sauces they like i think they have plain wings and they put like drops of hot sauce on their wings i don't think they actually think have yeah, like soaking to, wet uh it's, yeah sauced up wings like we did Uh, so basically hot ones is they ask a celebrity uh, interview and the questions are honestly, they say even hotter questions. They're kind of like average questions, to be honest with you. Uh, they're pretty normal. Like you're asking me questions about my life. It's not very hard for me to answer those questions because it's my life. I'm the I'm the professional of knowing what I know. So they ask they ask celebrity questions while eating hot wings. It normally gets pretty pretty crazy depending on who you watch uh my favorites like if i had to recommend for like getting a good feel of what it's about i think the shaquille o'neal episode and the uh shia labeouf episode are my favorites for hot ones for you guys to get a grasp of like how that show sort of works simian do you have any episodes you'd recommend that they might want to check out so they understand what's going on before they watch our spoof of it I really like the the Gordon Ramsay one because Gordon Ramsay's like more Ooh, yeah. he's more cultured than like I'm I'm willing to say he's as far as food goes he's got a like better palate and he's more refined taste than most of the people that they bring on so like seeing him just like cringe at like not only like the flavor mm. but also like the texture of the Those. wings he's like where did you even <laughs> get these wings these are like disgusting like it's just it's funny and then he's in so much pain by the end of it that it's like, haha, talk, talk he, trash about my he handled wings. those wings about about as good as I handled ours, but like worse so because they were probably hotter. Oh, but like yeah. he he did not have much for spice tolerance than I no. than I thought he would. Um, he like begins instantly yeah, like chugging like water and milk, and then at one point he pulls out like hmm. a box of donuts and just starts like eating donuts. Yeah, that was so weird. Uh, but all right, so for our game, what we did, since we were not interviewing each other or anything, we were instead playing a Hero Clicks game. It was a Christmas-themed game. Simeon played the Nightmare Before Christmas as best he could in Hero Clicks. I played Year Without a Santa Claus the best I could in Hero Clicks. And we played. It was a nice, friendly game. 400 points golden. Doesn't get much friendlier than that. And we, we, uh, we just ate a wing at the beginning of each round, much like our... Extreme Rules, which if you haven't seen our WWE Extreme Rules game, but once again, it's on our YouTube. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's the most unique Hero Clicks gameplay you guys will see from literally anyone. Uh, so it's totally worth your time. This one is only 50 minutes long, which is about average for a Hero Clicks game. Uh, if you mix in the fact that we are also in severe pain for most of it. So <laughs> yeah, we real also quick like behind introduce our characters cheese. and uh, eat. Yeah. So. The actual gameplay yeah. is probably only like 40 minutes, but yeah. It's probably pretty low. And that's after cutting out 10 minutes of silence and chewing and <laughs> staring into the abyss of like, what have we done? Yeah. I can't believe we did this to ourselves. Stare so. back. That definitely, that <laughs> some, was definitely some, some fun, cut content. Uh, oh yeah. That content probably getting up for the Patreon later or maybe not. I don't know. But I, if you want to watch us just sort of stare and chew and it's nothing at all here, clicks related. Uh, just pain, then we'll probably put that up on the Patreon for sure. Uh, but this video, I've been wanting to not really do this for a while, but probably sometime after Extreme Rules happened, I was like, man, we should do Hero Clicks where we like 
you just mimic hot ones pretty much after i saw like a penguin zero video of him with voiceover pete i'm saying a lot of names if people don't know internet culture they're so confused by these names but anyways uh they basically mimicked hot ones and i was like well hot ones isn't gonna get mad at us little 500 subscriber youtube channel that can barely pull 200 views on a video that's not me making fun of the watch list or reacting to sting and probably pulling views from like non-hero players like we don't get a lot of views so hot ones isn't gonna like take our channel down first we feast isn't gonna be like you know witch hunting us with like pitchforks and stuff they don't care especially if they don't mess with that guy who's got like a way bigger following and is blatantly copying their total setup yeah then that's fine we're not we're even totally doing something different so there wouldn't be exactly any, like, so we're fine for us to like take away from them anyhow for sure so we to get prepared uh, we buy all these wings. It You instantly get a good smell of it all. You guys don't even want to know. After a while, I lost sense of smell, or I just was so used to the, the heat smell that there, there was not affecting me. But um, you guys probably don't want to know what it smelled like in that video. Not that we're gassy or anything, but like it was just so much different colliding hot sauce. Ugh, yeah. It was crazy. If you want um, to like get a sample of it, just go to the your, like, camera local setup sauna was so and put some cayenne yeah. peppers on like the hot rocks and just sit in there for like forty <laughs> minutes. So, when after the first few wings, they were hitting me pretty bad. Simeon, I will note, I've watched this video like three times. Once with my family on Christmas because <laughs> they really wanted to. My dad loves the Hot Ones show. Um, Sometimes when we go to restaurants, he's like, oh, son, you should get like the hottest wings here. We can't handle spice. We're from up north. There's no part of our cultural or heritage that is that is spicy. I live on a reservation. The spiciest, like we literally have something called uh, fry bread, which is awesome. But it's not spicy. It's not like it's an Indian taco. It's not like a normal taco where it can get like hot or they put salsa on it. They don't put salsa on it. They don't put any of that stuff on it. And like sometimes they dip it in this really gross blueberry sauce that literally tastes like nothing. So there's like there's and I'm also then half Norwegian. So like none of my anything has prepared me for spicy <laughs> food whatsoever. Simeon, however, takes it like a champ. I can tell he's like rocked mentally. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much I coughed and like died on screen. Um, I put on a strong while face. playing. I'm and a very like stoic not- person, I like to think. But yes, no oh, deep inside, I was dead to the world, and I was just going through the motions most <laughs> of the time. So, like, it's so weird, because I was like, he's not reacting, like, half as much as I am, and I get it. I can be, I can be a bit, I don't know how to say it, whatever. I can overreact a lot. I'm a very emotional person. I don't know. Um, but those wings were hitting me, like, next level hard. And I don't want to do this again. But at the same time, after watching it, I'm like, I kind of want to do this again and make another video because it was fun. It wasn't fun to film, but it was really fun to watch after the fact. Yeah. Um, it's like when so like making it, it through great. like a crazy night where like your car rolled and you had to like walk to like this bus and then ended up like two states over. And like looking back on that night, like three weeks later, you're like, man, that really sucked. But what an adventure. It's kind of like that. It really yeah. was unbearable, like in the like that night, the same night, like it literally felt like hot coals just sitting in my belly. I was afraid I'd like wake up and a wing had like burned through to like the outside of my body, and my Ugh. body was just like leaking juices. 
I thought that might happen because it was very painful to like just leave those wings sitting in my stomach. I think uh, if we do it again, we maybe this is like behind the scenes. No one will know if we do this or not. Maybe eat a pint of Rocky Road first to get a nice cold like coating on our stomach. Oh, no, don't. We should definitely not ever eat a pint of Rocky Road ever again. Maybe uh, Pepto-Bismol beforehand or some antiacid or whatever. Um, yeah, yikes. We now have, I think, really, if we did do it again, I would want the listeners to send us, I don't know how many people would even want to do this, send us your favorite hot sauce that's, like, from a local place. Oh, yeah. It would be really cool if we, just got, if we got plain wings and we had hot sauces from all across America, Canada, all the places listeners from if they feel comfortable sending it from out of country, whatever. But like if we could get hot sauces from all over the place, little bottles, if they're like if you guys have like taster bottles or whatever, or just whatever, send us a full bottle. We would totally accept it. And if you want to buy us one that's like the world's hottest whatever pepper or something, let us know how hot it is. We'll still do it. Um I'm saying that probably you might regret saying that. I don't know. Um, I wish like, if you send it to us. Asked me if I was on board with this before <laughs> signing um, me up for the hot, world's hottest bottle of hot sauce. I think, yeah, we, uh, we didn't yeah. even broach like the hottest levels. I know when I was growing up, my dad, I my dad's way more into hot sauce than I am. I prefer flavor over heat, but I can take some heat with my flavor as long as it's not just like pure heat but my dad would order from this uh back in the day it was a magazine they didn't even have like a website it was you had to order it through a magazine like a catalog and it was called mojada mobeta and they went up to like so we were in like the i think we capped around like three hundred thousand ish scoville units which is some imaginary way of scaling heat because heat yeah. affects different people differently so i don't know how they actually calculate it but we were around like the 300 which you can range. clearly tell <laughs> and uh some of the hot sauces yeah. and this is back in like 95 some of the hot sauces back then were already like 8 million and they've only gotten worse because keep people have like crossbred uh like ghost chilies with uh carolina reapers and like all kinds of different mutations and terrifying combinations. So yeah, they had like 8 million back in the day. Mm. I'm sure there's something that literally will like burn Chrome off of a car. Oof. Yikes. Don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that, that pain, but yeah, like it does get hotter. So next time if we do this and if there's real life people, real life people that want to like message me on Facebook or message the page, I'll give you, uh, an address, a PO box or whatever. And you guys can send us some hot sauce that you want us to use for the next one. Make sure it doesn't expire for like a year though. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Cause I don't know how long it's going to take us to film another one of these. Uh, we don't live crazy close, pretty close two ish hours away, but like it's kind of gotta be like a business trip to go down and film these videos. And then I get to say, Oh, what'd you do this weekend? I'm like, ah, I had a business trip. Yeah, what was your business trip? Oh, I went down. I ate hot wings. I'll be in recorded on camera. Like that's what I did. But <laughs> if we did this again, besides not eating ice cream and besides like the potential, like listener interaction and stuff, do you think we should stick it to the 400 game? Like golden, keep it fun, casual. Do you think we could honestly go through the pain of playing a 300 modern game? And also go through the pain of both eating these hot yeah, wings. Both the pain of 
doing 300 modern and hot wings, trying to like maintain a competitive game. I, I promise you, if we did like a similar format where we like just keep going through wings, I will build a barrier tech team and yeah. make it the longest game. Don't ever you dare. Um, no, okay. So how about this? We can't do that. Quite literally the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. How about this though? Uh, if you do send us a hot sauce, if you're if you listen to this and you're like, yeah, I want to see them like have to try this one, like especially if it's one that you enjoy or that you like have heard of or whatever. Um, if you do send us a hot sauce, you get to add in like a vote for like what the format will be, whether like modern Ooh, that's or fair. like that's fair, whatever you want to vote for the point value and whether it's like modern or like golden age or reverse dial or whatever kind of stuff i think reverse dial would be pretty hard i don't know if like halfway through i, I think probably that would be would awesome. forget be what fun. was going on and i'd be clicking my characters the wrong way i'd be like ah that guy was on click one he just yeah. got ko'd how'd that happen but yeah then it's like 11th click what in the world is that uh yeah that'd be rough that'd be really rough oh i'm sorry guys every time i think about that night my brain starts to hurt i get like that pain like that pain through watching it. Every time I watch this video, my brain gets a headache again. That really did melt my mind trying yeah. to like figure out what to do. And my if it wasn't such an the, easy like, like gray scale, because you're not even making noise, but just like your eyes, like you can, you can just see the pain in your eyes as you're like trying to yeah. calculate what's even happening. Yeah. I had someone point that out to me. And it was like, you look like you're on cocaine at points in time. Like, your <laughs> eyes are so wide and animated. You scared me. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just in I just I felt it. Pain. Every, everywhere in my body, I felt it. And, like, when, we, when I laugh in that video, it's because I'm kind of just at the brink of my, like, mental exertion. I'm just yeah. going insane, basically. I'm laughing. Like, I cut out it's a purely, where... like, Joker- like towards the end there's about like a five minute segment where neither of us knew what was happening and we just both started laughing and i don't remember that happening at all but it's like five minutes of us just staring silently and then giggling and then laughing and then staring silently again and then eventually we remember what's going on but yeah there's like a full five minutes missing from the video that got uploaded where uh i'm sure like i'll add that to the the blooper reel that we put on patreon but yeah, it's it's kind of depressing because it's like, did they? I think their brains both simultaneously just snapped because they just both sit there. It's about right. Uh, a really quick um, behind another behind the scenes, guys. The video was filmed in two chunks: a a forty eight ish minute chunk where I the first time I go get milk, I. I think I turned the video off because it doesn't need to be running. And right as I touch my phone to turn it off, someone calls me and I'm like, I really hope the recording saved because we're 50 minutes into the game, uh, 50 minutes into recording. And I'm like, if we got none of that footage, I'm not even going to play the rest of this game. This didn't happen. As far as I'm concerned, this didn't happen. This video does not get released. I, I go home angry. Um, and like that's it like i i would be livid but no it's it luckily saved um got the milk came back um another quick behind the scenes that was awful that was like the scariest thing and then like the rest of the game was like finished in like eight eight nine minutes or whatever um it was literally like that close to the end like that phone call scared me and i'm like next time we do this i'm putting it on like airplane mode 
then using my camera or something that was terrifying uh we had like a maze set up between all the lights in the tripods and everything that were like so close to the table it was like snaking your body through like those laser things that spies do in movies you know <laughs> trying to like get to the kitchen area so like my entire body and face and mouth everything is on fire and i've got to like uh, uh, without like knocking over these nice like lights and the, my phone and everything to get milk. Also, I was super nice and I freaking set out a milk glass for Simeon to use because I was using his Leonardo uh, yes. Donatello cup or whatever. And I left him like the Raphael uh, Michelangelo cup or whatever turtles were on it. And he grabs like a normal cup and I'm like, bro, <laughs> when you finally get milk, we'll have the same like style of Ninja Turtle cups. What the heck? <laughs> So I, I like, really let truly me I saw that glass and this is like how out of it I was towards <laughs> the end because my brain was like melting. Uh, I was so out of it that I saw that glass sitting there and I was like, it doesn't look like there was milk in this. And then I looked over at the table and saw Calder still had his and I was like, well, I better leave this one just in case it's his. And then I grabbed a different glass and then sat down and he was like, I left a glass Aww. out for you. And I was like. Ah, that explains it. It was truly... Yeah, guys. Like, I, I don't know. I think if you... Like you say at one point in the in the video that it's like truth serum. And it, it kind of was, but more so just like revert your brain to like infantile kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I say that right after I say like when I dated a four or something. And the truth is I would never date a four. Come on guys. Have you seen me? Like, let's get real. Uh, sorry. That was also kind of bad to say anyways. Like, yeah, it, it is sort of like truth. Serum. You're just, you don't know what to say. You're, you kind of lose your filter a little bit and you like, don't know what's funny anymore or like what's serious. And all you know is that there's pain, there's heat <laughs> and your brain hurts and your stomach hurts. And it's you ate a lot of food. It's kind of it was kind of a lot of food too, by the way. Yeah, we ate. It wasn't a small a amount of. Yeah, there was some pretty meaty wings, <laughs> and I was hungry going like, into it. So, yeah, yeah was we like, were. I was glad to have the first couple, and then like I was like, uh, I'm gonna fill up on really spicy, awful things that like my mouth can't even handle. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the um, the concern? that I didn't even have going into it. But like people were like, is it a popper game? Because who wants to touch your figures when your hands are all saucy? <laughs> and that didn't even come into, I don't know, like, do you guys know what napkins are? Have yeah, you heard of napkins had, before? So like, if you see us, like, I cut out a lot of, <laughs> right. like, random stuff. But if you see us, like, reaching under the table, we had a big roll of paper towels sitting under the table. And, like, I, I mean... For the most part, there's a few times where I didn't for whatever reason, but for the most part, cleaned our hands in between, and yeah, yeah. it wasn't like a big problem to be honest. But uh, those are also figures that I it really wasn't very rarely use. So Simeon definitely played with figures that were like kind of old. Didn't really use a lot of them. I guess the nicest figure I had was that like Iceman Super Rare Colossal. Um, I'd never played him. Like except for, like in a BR or something before this moment in time, so like I didn't care about getting any figure saucy, but like just seeing those comments, I'm like I'm gonna play a Punisher War Machine, Jason Wingard, <laughs> whatever team next time, just because like I'm gonna play the most expensive figures possible. Like, I'm gonna get sauce goofy. all over those cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plastic just will because melt if you like run it underwater as well. So there is no way to clean Hero Clicks. 
I don't think we've ever covered that in the show. Truly no way. Yes. Yeah, you literally can't clean hero clicks. They'll they'll just disintegrate underwater. Just they'll melt. They'll be, disappear. That's a joke, guys. Um, I'm trying to think of like something else that like happened during that video, which is just like people might want to know. I don't know. They didn't have a ton of questions, but I just feel like we should like explain a little bit because that video was was wild. And I know we didn't do one of these for extreme rules. Right, rules is a different. Breed. My dad did give me a. We lot knew what of we were doing because. He's gotten into the habit of watching videos now, even though he has zero clue what anything is ha like anything that's happening. Mm. But he did give me a lot of grief for not nice. handling it because he's one of those guys that really likes to play up the machismo that comes along with being able to handle spicy food, which to me is like the weirdest thing. Like I'm fairly yeah. stoic when it comes to like spicy stuff. Like I won't I won't like break down and like cry. But at the same time, I will acknowledge that something is like truly painful when I eat it because that's just silly to pretend like it's mm -hmm. not. But he was like, oh, I could have eaten 12 times spicier. And I was like, yeah, but you don't even know how to play hero clicks. So, <laughs> boom, you're not going to be in the next video. That's. Uh, I find that so funny because like my dad was the opposite. He was like, I want to I hope you cry in this son. Like that's he told me that he was like, I want to see you. Because he just wants it to be funny. That's all he cares about is like, how funny is this going to be? And to be honest with you, those first wings didn't really hit me um, that hard. And I honestly was like, I'm going to sip ranch just because I think it would be funny. Like, I don't really think this is actually going to help me cool off anything. But I just think if I take a slip slurp of this ranch, I think it's going to be funny. Like I did about halfway through the video, I stopped doing anything really to be funny. And it was actual genuine pain and just my brain melting. But earlier on, I was definitely playing it up because I think not like that's what people want to see, but that like, it's easier to not try to hold it in and just like, let it all out to me. Like just react, just give me the most genuine reaction because like number one, Simeon was not reacting at all. And he was like taking his turns like normally and everything. And it kind of bothered me. So it made me want to like, be like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 this. And like, you'll see me plan my turns out ahead of time. Tactfully, it's not a great idea. Like while your opponent is like halfway through their turn to put tokens at where you're going to move your figures. Um, but I was like doing stuff like that. But like, because I, I wanted the game to be over as soon as possible. I didn't foresee us eating through that volley of wings like three times or whatever it was going up and down the wing pyramid. That was awful. Um, and yeah, I just thought like, it's funny to me when they react, it's cool when like maybe on hot ones where they're like, like, yeah, dude, I could drink a bottle of hot sauce if you want to like flex on people or something. And I was just like, nah, I want to make really funny content. And that was my mind going into it. But then just like halfway through it, totally. It was just, it was, completely genuine like oh this is painful majority of it was genuine but like i said i don't think i'd ever slurped ranch once in my entire life like that it's kind of gross um i don't know if i believe but that. i did I, don't know, I thought it was funny you know here's the sad thing it's probably true it's i probably have probably like just drank ranch before like <laughs> nine times that it's like more than likely i probably have um if anyone knows there's a great ranch story that the old co-host chris uh had and how he like he hates ranch i love it obviously um i'm a ranch man at heart as i say um but like chris like threw up or something to do with like old expired ranch or something really creepy and weird. he had like a story where like, he's like in a pool of his own throw up it was pretty nasty it almost turned me off of ranch but then like 
ranch exists and oh baby do i love me some ranch so i, I you really can't you, <laughs> ranch is never not sexy to me ranch is pretty sexy it's it's oh, i love i love me some ranch uh i think i've talked about i think that's the eternal sausage episode if you look we're talking about the eternals or something something about sausage i don't know if gets like brought three, up it's, it's like chris's like last 50 something is it what are we at it's got to be two something two, um it's one of chris's last episodes something yeah so yeah so like it would be there but there's a pretty funny ranch story at the end of that uh christian bogan is also super fan christian bogan is also on that episode which is really fun so yeah so uh simian did you say pretty much every thing you want to say about the hot ones video hopefully this convinces you guys to go watch it if you've watched it then i'm glad you enjoyed it and you enjoyed this sort of retrospective i will, look at it yeah i'll throw in one last thing I thought it was that's fun. uh if anybody wants to like message us or just comment on like the video itself or whatever and say like whether so like i do some like editing stuff i'm not amazing with video editing uh so far but i try and like zoom in at some funny spots if you want to see like more like zoom ins more like close-up reactions more uh little effects like that I thought it was nice, like, to break the video up a little bit from, like, just the Hero Clicks gameplay and just eating wings. Um, if you want to see more, then I didn't want to do too many because I didn't want it to, like, detract from, like, the actual video. But at the same time, after, like, rewatching it, I felt like there wasn't quite enough. Like, I could have done a few more. And so let me know what you guys thought about those. And uh, if you do I'll video give editing, one I guess, of... <laughs> you could, like... Tell me how Ooh. I did it bad. I don't know. We can see. You can see. I will say one thing. All the close-up shots were of me. You do funny stuff too. Don't like. There was only I like one. There's there one of me, and it on, literally like, for like a split second, it zooms in on my sweaty <laughs> forehead because my my forehead was like glistening <laughs> at one point because of like how much I was like sweating from the wings. Yeah, the sweat was crazy. I didn't sweat at all, and I thought like Simeon was like, you really couldn't tell crazily in the video, but it was kind of weird how much he was sweating. It was yeah, a little off-putting. Uh, if you look at my forehead at the beginning, and then you fast forward to like minute forty, you can see the noticeable difference. Yeah, mm -hmm. the yeah, lights really captured great. it well. Uh, but all right, guys, uh, hopefully they convinces you. Go check out our YouTube channel. Tell other people like I want to grow our YouTube channel. We kind of like talked about, you know, this sort of being our side project. It's really fun. I just enjoy making the content. And obviously, in order for me to like drive down, go see Sydney or whatever, it's the most expensive stuff we're making, even though I love uh, doing it. So, yeah, let us know if you guys want to see more. And as always, thank you so much for watching. Simeon. It's time to talk about the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! So this week in community, uh, there is no Community Tuesdays question. Uh, there hasn't been for a few weeks, uh, mostly because we're slacking. But this week, there's an actual reason. We're doing our end of the year episode coming up soon. So I am putting out polls on Facebook and Twitter. They aren't polls. They just give you two categories and then you have the freedom to vote for your own so you don't feel peer pressured peer pressured into voting for what's already on the poll think of your own answer be creative do whatever you want uh, we have like best set worst set we have uh, i think best sculpt worst sculpt i just put out tonight i think uh and then we have like best attacker best uh support figure so far there are several other categories i have in my notebook here 
we have some different categories that not a lot of other people used for their own um uh for their own because i know clickstop was doing some stuff uh mr clickso was doing some stuff for his channel and everything so we have quite a few categories that are different, that are more unique to Dial H for Hero Clicks. We'll probably add categories like favorite Thursday Throwdown cosplay that me and Simeon do. If you don't know Thursday Throwdown, check out our YouTube channel. It's great. I won't go into it here, but that's another thing we might add. So stay tuned on our Facebook and our Twitter for all of those. Another quick thing for uh, community. We are holding a tournament. It is for everyone. It is played on Roll20. It is played through Discord. If you don't know what those things are, check them out. If you are in the Rock server, then you pretty much know exactly how online tournaments go and how they're handled. The tournament is... I'll let the billionaire uh, heavyweight Heroclix champion, uh, stylish champion, uh, Simeon Bruce, explain the tournament. But basically, the prize is a brick of House of X. That's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, we need at least 16 people for the tournament to fire. That's why I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, deadline is January 1st as of right now. We'll probably allow a couple of late entries, to be honest with you. If we can, if you're like, you say like, hey, man, I can't quite pay yet. But like this weekend, I can get in. I think that's fine. We're doing pod play. Simeon, why don't you explain what the tournament is? I've sort of already butchered yeah. it. Yeah, we're so we're 11 out of the 16 that we want to have for it. Um, we're going to try and kick things off on the first and it's going to be pod play, which if you haven't done pod play, it's my favorite way that tournaments have been ran from what I've seen. Uh, basically, uh, you play everyone in your pod. So you're broken up. Let's say there's 16 people that enter the tournament that'll split into four pods of four. And then each person in that pod will play everyone that's not themselves. So you'll have three games. The top two from each pod will then go on into single elimination that'll work like a top eight or top 16 cut in like a normal tournament setting. Um, and however well you do in your pod will determine your seating in like the single elimination kind of thing. So as Calder said, first place will be getting a House of X brick. Second will get five boosters from House of X. Third will get three and fourth will get two boosters. So pretty decent pricing. Um, and then if we do get 32 players, which it seems like we're probably a little shy of that, but that's fine. Uh, if we do get more players than will be prizing more of the top uh, category of the placing, I guess. Um, there will be a special prize that will be handed out to a fellowship for which I will determine at certain point how I will determine uh, whoever gets the fellowship <laughs> and whatever that prize will be. That's Hopefully I'll determine that. It was going to potentially be a 1776, but now uh, he has been axed to the point where uh, that seems like a silly prize now um, yeah it, the all figures have to be all figures and equipment and anything sidelined basically everything that's not a map has to fit the ultra chase chase con Lee and pr super rare prime rarity so if it's equipment it has to be one of those if it's a sideline character it has to be one of those uh, anything that you might pay points for or that you might bring into the game anything that has a dial, anything that is a bystander, anything that gets put on the map will be have to follow that uh, guideline of Ultra Chase, Chase, Connell Lee, or Super Air Prime. The Connell Lee list is on our Facebook. It's in a Google Doc, so you can look through that list. It's not everything that's an LE. It is everything that was released at a convention. Um, so sometimes uh, winnables will fall under that but uh this year especially since there weren't any conventions 
Um, anything that was previewed is available for like that kind of uh, thing. And then as far as format goes, it's normal 300 modern, except we're doing modern forward, which means things that aren't technically modern legal, but have been previewed. So all of House of X is available, that as long as it fits Chase or Super Air Prime, there is no Ultra Chase or Con exclusives in House of X, surprisingly. Um, if you want to run that weird uh, Voltron Justice League thing that Scott Porter previewed, I think its dial is somewhere. You can run it. There is no card, so you don't get any traits or special powers, but there is a point value and a dial, so that technically can be played. Yeah, I'll totally I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, um, and then as far yeah. as maps go, uh, again, anything that is modern, technically modern, legal, or forward. So if it's been previewed, but it's not technically modern yet, you can use it as long as you have the images. You don't have to own any of these things um, as long as you're willing to get the clip art and put it on the roll 20 with your pdfs and your links and your nintendos yeah um, i sounded like an old person when i said your clip art i don't think anyone uses yep. clip art anymore but sure as do. long as you're willing to get the images and you're willing to play and you're willing to pay ten dollars to pay or to play um you're yeah you'll have a fun time i believe i think it limits me and Calder were going through like what might be played and stuff and i think this really limits um normal competitive to the point where we might see some stuff that would pop up in normal competitive play but i think we're going to see a lot of like random chases and uh convention exclusives that don't see as much play so it'll be interesting but yeah we're five entries away from re reaching our 16 player mark and then of course anything over that will just be random prizing that will will determine on that date and uh yeah we're going to try and cut up cut off sign up for January 1st because that's when I'd like to start pod play and then as long as you can manage to schedule with your other people in your pod so you'll have to schedule with three people probably maybe only two depending on how pods work out but you'll have to schedule with those people uh, and then you'll be able to play anytime that following week up to like probably like the 8th before we are going to cut off make sure that because we don't want to give you all the time in the world to schedule matches. We'd like to force you to like make it work a little bit faster so that not everyone's waiting around for a few people to finish. But uh, yeah, once pod plays over, it'll be sometime after the eighth and then we'll move into single elimination and that'll just be whenever those people can schedule it. So that's mm -hmm. basically everything. Um, I'm sure there's a few questions but that I missed in there. But if you keep pushing off your game for months and months and months, you will be disqualified very quickly. Uh, this tournament will not be allowed to run for more than Yeah, that's not what a prince would do. Princes are probably just two months. Exactly. But all right, yeah, the prince tournament should be fun. Uh, I know I'll... We should probably build some fun teams for it. Just me and you. See what we would play in this tournament, in this format. Uh, that'd be cool. And then I can't wait to see all the creativity that other people are going to... Well, that would be, that would be fun. That is nice about it. It's not having no ownership. And 30 Brainiacs on main force. Oh, yes, that's true. Very nice. Uh, all right, next up in community, we have questions from the man in Japan. That's right. It's time for a Malcolm Rush question block. That's in Japan! Japan? No, 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 no. I can't go to Japan. This question block is actually 
from September, no, sorry, excuse me, August 10th. That's right. We waited a very long time to answer these questions. It's September 15th or August 10th. I don't know how these dates work on the chain. But anyways, he says, don't answer these until the Kilted Classic is finished. The Kilted Classic was a tournament held by PJ Bowen. Yep, just PJ Bowen. I was going to say Ann Scott Crampton, but that would make sense. It really was just PJ Bowen that was in charge of this tournament. Um, I don't say that to make fun of Scott. I say that because Scott like competed in the tournament, so obviously he was not running it because he was competing. Duh, of course. So it was ran by PJ Bowen of Critical Clicks co-host uh, fame. And the main thing of this tournament was that everything that won the prior round it was double elimination. So if you lose once, you're fine. You're in a loser's bracket. You lose twice, pff, you're out of the tournament. Uh, there's over 100 people in this tournament. It's an awesome idea because everything that wins is then not playable next round. So that's the map. It's the sideline. Uh, it's all this stuff. Everything that would be on your build sheet, but only like the map you physically played on, would then be pff, not allowed. So that was really cool. Really, really cool. Uh, so he goes on to say... Did you play in the Kilted Classic and how well did you do? Simeon, did you play in the Kilted Classic? If so, how well did you do? Yes, I did play. Uh, I made it to round three, which isn't as impressive as it sounds. I went one and two. So I won my first game and then lost my subsequent second and third games. So didn't do great. Um, I made in the second round, I made a pretty obvious like mistake that as soon as I like realized it, I was like, ah that's game and it yeah i did my best to like recover from it but there really was no bringing it back i really liked my second round team too and so i'm really sad that that one didn't win and i'm really sad that my first round team did win because that was my least favorite team that i built mm. the uh, i same thing i lost in the third round i lost uh in the first round won the next game but i also didn't play it um the guy just was like hey won't be able to make it happen i'm just gonna drop you can win based on what his team was gonna be though i'm 90 percent sure my team would have beaten it uh but obviously aren't we all uh, and then the next round i lost so that is that is where i ended up very similar in the bracket uh but my last game i had just terrible luck i will totally blame it on luck because it was bad uh, number two, if you played, what were some of the different kinds of teams you played during the tournament? So, Simeon, what was probably uh, one of the more unique builds that you used for the tournament? Yeah, so my three teams was like a Wendigo Swarm, uh, Witch Queen with WWE stuff, and then I think my third team was like more WWE because I, I knew I was going to like probably lose mm -hmm. in the third round, and if I was going to lose in the tournament, I just wanted to play something that i enjoyed which was like a full wwe team so i think i went like prez ricard wwe um my favorite team out of the three that i did run was the witch queen wwe so if you don't know what witch queen does on the 150 point dial she's got the baroness of battle world uh weird world is her keyword um but she's got the baroness of battle world keyword she has a special speed power on her 150 point line which you only get two clicks for 50 points you're paying a premium 25 points per click for that top dial. But on those clicks, she has Mastermind, uh, I think Probability Control, and then a special speed power that gives her Flight, and then every speed power except Stealth and Earthbound Neutralized. Um, 
which it just says every speed power. She has access to every speed power except Earthbound and Stealth. And so when you combine that with a WWE ring, or as I did with Asuka, uh, one of my favorite low-point WWE characters, when you combine it with that, she suddenly gets sidestep and nimble, which means uh, she can move three squares for free instead of just two with sidestep. Nimble gives you a plus two breakaway. Uh, you can use uh, flying leap. You can use running shot. You can do a bunch of stuff. But the most important one to me is slingshot. So slingshot is the WWE version of force blast in a way. Uh, it gives you knockback. You can knock back characters that can use combat reflexes and charge. So it gets rid of like those two caveats that knockback normally checks for. You also get to choose the direction of the knockback, which is really fun because that means you can throw them into a wall, off a ledge, straight towards yourself. And sometimes straight towards yourself is the best deal because it also, uh, Slingshot also gives you, if a character, I think it's like free, if a character was knocked back this turn, make a free close attack or a close attack for as no cost or something. So you can, in uh, this team... Witch Queen also starts with Pulse Wave on that dial, so it's like 12 attack Pulse Wave for like 4. And so I was playing one Witch Queen at 150, one Witch Queen at 100, and then Asuka and some other random stuff, but uh, not not a lot left when you're running 150, 140. Um, so the main premise of the team is the two Witch Queens can double perplex each other since they both have Weird World keyword. Uh, and they both have the Baroness trait. They can both leadership. Uh, the 150.1 can mastermind to Asuka, which uh, she also has the, what is the, uh, there's the weird world trait, not the Baroness one, but the just weird world trait, which means uh, opposing characters can't increase their attack or damage values. I think any of their values except range when attacking you, and they can't increase any of their defense values when you're attacking them. So... Basically, uh, the average uh, damage output per, like before Perplex or any modifiers is about 3. So my idea was that I'll mastermind a like 3 damage attack from Witch Queen to Asuka. That'll put her on her 18 combat reflexes click with her blue dial. So she can't be shot from range. Basically making her a permanent 20. Um, of course, she can be like poisoned or something. But it's just a really good click to have Asuka on. It also gives her, like, the she's on the Asuka lock, that dial, so, like, that's a really good thing to, like, have going on. Uh, and then the other thing is Witch Queen just becomes extremely mobile with those WWE powers. So, again, she's got sidestep, nimble, she can hypersonic, she's got, like, 12 speed. You've also got a perplex that she can put into speed if you need to. And then you've got that slingshot thing to bring people, like, close to you or whatever. But my main idea was that I could pulse wave somebody gets rid of their defense powers, well, gets rid of all their powers during the duration of the pulse wave. So knockback would be checked during that, so I can like throw them into a wall or off a ledge during that pulse wave with my slingshot, dealing them additional damage, even if they would normally have like invulnerability or invincible or something. I can just pulse wave them, throw them off a wall, or throw them off a ledge or into a wall, and deal them that extra damage. Uh, it's a really fun team. I had an early chance to make a hypersonic run and take out... It was going against a Wakanda-themed team with the, uh, what is it, 10 million BC Black Panther. And I had an early shot at going for him. He had like a 19 defense. Mm. 
and he had super senses, which is the scariest thing, because if Witch Queen misses, she loses that speed power for the rest of the game. Um, so that was, like, my my one fear was, like, that he'd hit super senses. Not realizing that uh, his team was extremely mobile as well, and he had, like, three outwits, which just really nerfed my team as soon as he got within range with them. And so I had one shot where Witch Queen could have hypersonic up, and I really wanted to wait till I could running shot Pulse Wave, but that wasn't going to happen. And I was like, well, maybe I could hypersonic up and punch him, and I would have been able to just take him out in one turn because I could have had like a 14 attack, definitely been able to hit, and then I'd just have to worry about his uh, super senses. So depending on how that would have worked out, it might have ended the same. But it would have at least I would have at least gotten like my one big cool WWE shot off, and that would have been all that I really wanted. And anyhow, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was so that was like the best or my favorite team, also the most disappointing uh, matchup, and that's just because I'm not used to playing the team. Uh, I had designed it like the night before the game, so I wasn't completely worked out on the bugs, and I just was way more cautious than I should have been. I should have just gone crazy and sent my people out there and seen what happened, but... Yeah. Uh, now that we talked about Witch Queen Lefay for 20 minutes, um, I'll go ahead and mention my answer <laughs> to the question. No, I think everybody can agree. It sucks when you, like, figure out a really cool thing someone can do to be able to run shot, pulse wave, slingshot, you know, knockback, whatever. Like, all that is awesome. And when you never get to like pull that off, I know you pulled it off in me in practice against like practice and stuff, but like when you can't pull it off in a tournament, that's like sucks. Especially when like you make a team to do that. I think everybody at one point has like tried to really make some like, oh, it does this really wacky thing. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, uh, kind of sucks. But yeah. Um, uh, probably um, I'll talk about the team I played. There was a team I made that I didn't get the chance to play. Um, but probably my favorite one I did play was I needed to play Captain America Resilient sometime in the tournament. I wanted to be the person to retire him or at least play him the same round someone else retired him. So it was like, yeah, he was also on my team. And I retired him out, basically. Because uh, Caprez, he's my man. It's what I won South Dakota States with. Uh, I love the guy. So I made a pseudo alpha strike team the whole carry across the map we can do things after we're carried it's not really alpha strike because it can't get there in one turn but it was captain captain america resilient the lockjaw was one of the few people like carrier people i could find that was cheap uh, i believe it was crystal i don't know who else it would be uh and then black widow prime and then it might have been two crystals honestly i cannot remember um no it was what's his name uh data data was on the team there still could have been two crystals. I honestly don't know how these points uh, work out very well. But yeah, I think it was like two crystals, Data, Black Widow Prime, Lockjaw, Caprezzi. So the whole thing of this team was basically I move up. Black Widow can turn off a defense power for free. Uh, then she can sidestep out of the way. And then the crystals can uh, quake, sidestep out of the way. Captain America can free plus one, move one square, up to one square, and then punch. No, it is move one square. Sorry. It's move one square and then make a close attack. So I was going to do that. Cap has perplex. Uh, I just threw data on for like a prob, I think was like the whole thing. And then I ended up going with against, and this was probably the worst part about the tournament. And, but this is how metal works. So it really was no big surprise, but after everything got um, banned for the next round, 
it took basically no time at all for people to be like the majority of the team second round will be gauntlet black panther for example i believe that was like the quote unquote meta for the second round was like gauntlet black panther third right? or it was either second or third round was uh like the red skull with the cube became the red skull popular. yeah so that's what i that's what i ended up playing against in my this was the third round one where i played this team and it was that red skull with the cube and i'm like great matchup i probably punched him right away when he's on invincible turn off impervious quake quake he's on his uh earthbound neutralized clicks in no time and everybody hears top dial. Here's probably what bothered me the most about uh, that round was a figure I had won with the round before. It was on my team. I know I didn't play a real game, but technically when when it's someone concedes, you do win. So the figure I had won with, some Star Trek guy, was on this dude's team. And I was like, oh, that's strange. And I, it's not his fault. It is a certain BJ Boland's fault uh, for not putting it on the ban list and you know it's also sort of my fault for not seeing it on the ban list and making sure it was there um but i decided he was doing his job so you know it's whatever uh anyways i I kid i kid it's not really that big of a deal but because it didn't end up like doing anything for the game but it did bother me i was like man i'm not gonna win a lot in this tournament i know and i i retired some figures at least let them be retired um so yeah no, like I really like that style of team that sort of like carry up people. And yet I, I actually really don't like Micron and Adam, probably just because of DC guys. I don't care for small <laughs> DC people. But um, but like I really liked this Avengers team with the black, not really Avengers because, it, you know, Crystal was an Avenger, Caps an Avenger, but Lockjaw, Black Widow weren't. But I had like, I really enjoyed this team. But like, you know, the guy never moved up at all, like literally at all. Like stayed in his starting area the whole time, which is obviously lame to play against, which is why I kind of hate, which I was hoping that, people wouldn't take this tournament as seriously as any other competitive tournament, but they still did, which is super lame. I just can't get into that mindset where I need to stay in my starting area. Honestly, if I stay in my starting area past turn two, just punch me in the face. I deserve it. I hate people that do that. I hate doing it. I almost never do. I pretty much always move up somewhat. I'm, I always want to make the first attack. So I always try to like, I'll overreach myself and I hate people that. Yeah. Even if literally will never ever ever overreach, have so, to make it as safe yeah, as possible. Even, That's lame. That sucks. I was gonna say that <laughs> even if I count out like the squares and I realize like my opponent outreaches me and that they'll be able to get to me before I'll be able to get to them, uh, rather than trying to like bide my time and force them to come to me, I will usually just like try and set up the best defense that I can. Um, whether like especially like my Fantastic Four team was good at it, kind of just like a mobile tank. I never got to them first, but it, I made it really hard for them to like get to my like the characters that I didn't want them to get to, or I made my all of my characters just really hard to hit kind of thing. And so yeah, like I've never understood being able to just hole up and wait for your opponent to like do all the work for you, and then you're like ah, now you've yeah. like forced yourself into like this position that is bad for you but yeah there's a uh wko that was like sealed and uh it's on happy little hero clicks channel uh, i think it was like batman animated series and after like the first two i think i think it's like round two um it's like after like the first turn i guess not the not round two after uh turn two they got into this position where if either one of them moved up, the other one would be able to attack 
but like as was like as it was uh as the gameplay was at that moment neither one of them was able to like reach the other one without like just moving and waiting for like the other opponent to like retaliate and so rather than mm trying to reposition or just like set themselves up and like hoping that the dice were in their favor or anything like that. It was literally just like seven turns of sidestep pass, sidestep pass, and not like sidestep an actual amount or anything, just like forward and then back to the exact same square and then passing the turn. And I was like, at some point, one of them has to get bored enough where they will do something. And they did eventually, but I was like, after like the second time that you've passed and your opponents passed, I don't know what like like I don't know what you're even doing. Like, yeah. If you play a game like that, I don't care if it's like all the stakes are on the line, and you're like, I gotta, I gotta, whatever, do the most, whatever. You are cringe. Period. End of <laughs> end of like story. That is lame, bro. Take the risk. Life is too short for you to stay in your starting area. Put that yeah. on a t-shirt. Definitely doesn't matter enough to to worry about like, yeah. losing a game. If it was like, even if it was yeah, dude. like the world championship, and your opponent's like, ah, if you move up, like I'm gonna get you. It's like, well, your other option is yeah. just never moving up. And when given those two options, it's better to take the chance, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, at least you lose move like, up on your do feet. it tactfully. You know, be as defensive as possible. Prepare for the you know best. Clench up, whatever, but move up. Anyways, uh, that's a really big side tangent. Uh, let's get back to Malcolm's questions, and let's try not to side tangent them. Uh, them this bad every time. Yeah. Uh, the format of this tournament forces players to use different com- combinations of figures that don't normally go together. Uh, which combinations worked and didn't work? Um, to be honest with you, uh, I just said whatever two teams that Scott played last uh, clearly didn't work because he had a double loss at the end. Love you, Scott. <laughs> but that, that yeah. was rough. True enough, yeah. Um, I said yep. I don't remember because I got knocked out of this tournament like before National while ago. <laughs> happened, which was before October, which... Uh, yeah, so like I, I truly, I wanted to go back and like look, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, there was a lot of teams that were played. Uh, there was, a, a, like a hundred and I think close to a hundred and thirty players, um, and each of those people played at minimum two teams. So, yeah, I, I truly and like honestly, the first couple rounds were the least interesting. It wasn't until after I was knocked out that like the team started getting kind of interesting. And even then uh, there was a lot of like teammates that were building the same teams each round, which just seemed against like the spirit of the whole tournament to me. It seemed like just really stupid to me. Like, I don't know why that's what ended up happening, but yeah. So seeing a lot of like red skull teams uh, round two or three or whatever it was, was really just sad. Um, and yeah, it made me lose sight of like the fun and interesting ones because all I could see was like Red Skull won seventeen times this round. Interesting, except it wasn't interesting. Mm-hmm. It was not. And I guess, yeah, maybe it's you know par for the course. There's no new. I mean, just meta gets replaced by new meta. Like this is just what the meta would be if those things didn't exist. But it was lame. That that kind of sucked. I was hoping for slightly more creativity, and there was a lot of creativity. Like some dude, like one with King Trench, like kind of early on, and yeah. I was like, 
really there was a few early you know, that was the one then. that really stuck out to me yeah um <laughs> that was so strange one person but that's actually another with question. like mandarin Sorry, yeah. using all of his rings or something in round like two yeah mandarin was cool that was neat yeah like and because the rings weren't on your build sheet he could use them uh so that was really cool you know uh stuff like that like even though technically the, some, a lot of the rings were like eight of the rings were gone round one which makes sense the mantra rings are just good um but yeah uh next up number five dilute for hero clicks hey that's us has a segment called hidden gems haven't done that in a while but yes we do a hidden gem is a hero clicks figure that is good but often gets overlooked when playing uh the kilted classic made players use many of these hidden gems because they were kind of you know had to scrape the bottom of several sets because a lot of stuff was getting used up. Which hidden gem was the best, uh, most fun, or surprisingly good thing to use in the tournament? I would say Dolphin. Um, hopefully this doesn't steal Simeon's answer. Uh, Simeon really no. wanted to make a Dolphin team. Yeah, I, And Dolphin got kind of got used blast. early on. Yeah, I got You got chastised for, like, for it. Yeah. So when Rebirth first came out, I was playing Dolphin like casually all the time because it was... It's a really cheap... I don't even know if it's a generic piece. I think it is, but... Uh, it's, actually, no, I don't think it is. Uh, no, but it's a really a, cheap piece name. that's just really good defense and like pretty fun offense. And even on the defensive click, it's not like a slouch in like the offense. So it's um, really cheap, really fun. And I was like tempted to play a Dolphin Swarm at some point late in the tournament because I thought that like it was just an overlooked hidden gem kind of thing and when i was like oh man dolphin's already out like turn it was like round two or three there was people that were like of course dolphin's already out when did you think it was gonna last two atlantis is clearly like a powerhouse team i don't know but yeah apparently i had not been keeping up with the meta and uh a namor dolphin swarm was just an obvious team to run so yeah i was I was sad about that, but no, I said uh, uh, good old superfan Lucas Tom Van Hollen ran multiple convention ghost riders. I think it was, I think he had three convention ghost riders, and that was his whole team. That was cool. Points. That was cool. It was, in my, that like, on paper, surprisingly really good. And like for the round that he played it in, it was like should have won. How it didn't win, I don't know. I wasn't like watching or anything, but yeah, the, I think it does like two or three penetrating damage when you take mystics because of the way the ghost riders work. And then anytime yeah. any one of them hit, they of course remove an action token. They've got a bunch of stuff going on, but it basically like becomes a team where if you don't have like a heavy hitter with invincible on your team, you're just taking a ton of like passive damage just for attacking. So yeah, it was, that was like a really surprisingly good team that I'm, uh, equally surprised that it didn't work as uh well didn't win i should say it clearly like should work on paper uh but yeah that was my answer also we skipped question four i'm just gonna say that now. oh what did we, we oh, oh oh i missed that uh the format of this tournament forces players to use different combinations of figures normally they don't go together which combination works which didn't work i answered that i said scott crampton's team didn't work oh Who i did question four what are you talking about what are you talking about simeon I retroactively question four. Which oh, different okay. teams did yeah. you play? Um, yeah, no, we did it. Be quiet. Get okay. out of here. Get out of here. I just didn't read it then. Uh, that brings us to question <laughs> right. six then. Six. That's how, how difficult was it to make different versions of teams in the later rounds? And how did you work around 
uh, that figure you wanted to use that already got banned. Hey, guess what? We didn't play later rounds. It was pretty easy yeah. to make teams. It was super easy when I lost in round three and didn't have to worry about it anymore. No, yep. I think it actually would have gotten easier. It was pretty easy the whole time for me, uh, other than like the first two rounds because I had to like think more competitively. I think as it went on, it would have just been like, like, oh, all these figures are, like, gone, which would have been, like, the headache part is checking to make sure, like, certain figures were available. But I already play with 99% of the pieces that were used in the later rounds because, like, I don't grab the, like, biggest hitters or the best point-costed figures all the time. So it would have been a lot of figures that I already play with all the time, and I think it would have been easier to build in those later games where I didn't really have to worry about, like, actually progressing not that i ever really did worry i guess but yeah that's about it yeah um i kind of agree i think it would have been easier to make teams later on because i prefer not to play meta whatever stuff right m word um i prefer to play like random captain america something or other theme team right so i think it would have been a lot easier for me uh to play to build later on because then i would feel more comfortable playing that stuff later on knowing like what's already out you know and when you yeah. have to worry about what's still in yeah, blah blah blah, blah it just makes Kobik taking your power cosmic you don't feel as bad when you pay right. like more All points for stuff, power stuff. cosmic yeah yeah um so next three questions are from pj bowen himself uh he asked which pieces do you expect to last a long time in the tournament that got knocked out early uh, i kind of said that king trench yeah. Um, he got out really super early for some reason, and he's just bad. So I was super surprised at like him getting out early. That I would have to the, be mine for sure. Uh, the so Cookie Hunter Martian Manhunter Ellie that just came like out like not too long ago with Despero's Revenge or whatever. I think did he, he get got knocked, knocked out, out early. I I don't think it was early, but he did get knocked out, which I kind of thought that he might last. He was until... one figure I really because <laughs> he's not. Sorry, go for it. Like in this format there is a point where he becomes not bad for his points. Uh, he does have like a way to heal himself. Mm -hmm. He does have, I think he's got colossal stamina. I can't remember exactly, but he does have like a way to heal himself and he does have some decent stats yeah, cookies, with like hypersonic. Yeah. Uh, but he's like a, you know, candle that burns bright, burns out twice as fast or whatever. He like eventually just dies really quick because, uh, that's the way his dials designed. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought that he might be played like round five or six. I can't remember when he did get played. But yeah, that was one that I kind of expected to go out fairly, not fairly early, but earlier than I remember it getting listed. Yeah. Um, as I said, I, I expected Dolphin to last to, I really expected Dolphin to just be like overlooked until like round five or six or something. And I definitely wouldn't have played it the way that it ended up getting played because Namor would have been out probably before that. But honestly, the fact that Namor, anyone played the Namor chase, which in my opinion, he's just not amazing. Um, of course, it ended up winning quite a bit. So there is that. But Yeah. Uh, I actually really wanted to get that Martian Manhunter out. I really like him. I thought he was awesome. I think it's hilarious. So I really wanted to try to uh, to win with that Martian Manhunter. But uh, question number eight, which pieces that you expect to go out early if it lasted a uh, very long time? Uh, on Scott Crampton's end team, he had the 
75 point Guy Gardner that I mentioned earlier in this episode in oh, yeah. uh, the brute keyword. And that was on his very last team. And I'm like, that's good. That Guy Gardner's good for 75 yeah. points. I think he is really good. 11 uh, for four damage, full taxi, phase and teleport. Six looks long. Sure, 17 defensive vulnerability is a bit rough, but like he's a good figure for his points. He's yeah. awesome, uh, especially only being a quarter of your build. Uh, I I expected him to be used quite early on. I I'm think surprised. Green Lantern is honestly a pretty solid casual keyword yeah. right now. So well, Just the Green yeah. Lantern team ability is an amazing team ability to have in this format because you might yeah. only have like, I don't like Secret Wars, Battle World, Molly Hayes, but if you play eight of those and a green lantern to carry all of them it's a surprisingly effective like force to like come at you on the map uh so yeah like just the fact that there was any like green lantern team ability left um but to piggyback on that in the finals uh destroyer thor i think it was i don't know if it was the prime but uh the destroyer thor was in the finals and from secret wars battle world i believe um of course, yeah, because Thor's not legal anymore, so it would have to be that. Uh, but, yeah, that's like a figure where I was just surprised it made it that long. Like, it's clearly not an amazing figure. He has some pretty glaringly yeah. obvious, like, faults. But I've also played against it both in, like, sealed and in casual, where even, like, when you can... Uh, I think this is the one where you can just say, like, no, I'm not going to take damage once per game from like when he attacks you can just say like i'm not taking damage from that attack once per game which can be like a huge like uh turning point in the match like if it's if you wait to do it later on or if you just do it early on and he like overextended to get like a good hit on you either way um it's just like a great like uh, defensive thing that you give to your opponent so he's kind of a terrible piece because of that but at the same time He's like a 12 for 5 top dial and deals like penetrating damage. And so he's one of like the few pieces that must have been left that was just like this huge heavy hitter. And it's like even like if your opponent can just shrug off one attack, uh, that doesn't mean that like next turn you don't just obliterate him with 5 damage. So I was surprised that it took that long in the tournament for someone to at least try it. Maybe it didn't. Maybe that was just the first yeah. time it was played yeah. successfully, I guess. Definitely. That stuff in those last games, I was like, wow, this is really still in. Wild. Uh, and then number nine, what advice would you give to BJ Bowen uh, to improve or changes to make for the next year's Kilted Classic? Honestly, uh, I think a starting ban list would be really cool. Like anything that had won a tournament that year, maybe that might be a bit much, but like still, I think a starting ban list would be great just so we can like sort of yeah. get ramped up quicker. Get it, like, you know, get the ball that would be rolling. the only thing. I would, I would say, say yeah, like yeah if you if he were to do it so this goes that goes kind of along with my uh first suggestion which would be not to schedule it like which pj had no idea that this was gonna draw in 130 whatever people however many people which yeah. definitely extended that how was long awesome the would also go. by the way yeah um so that definitely extended how long the tournament would go but it ended up rolling through nationals and worlds, which is like my my biggest complaint. I ended up not paying attention to the tournament, which I really wanted to like keep up with it and watch some of the matches and see like what like kept getting banned and stuff. I found it really interesting, but then it got put on like hiatus for what seemed like two or three months. I don't remember, but it seemed like close to two months, and then I just kind of 
forgot about it and stopped paying attention. Um, but yeah, if he like managed to run it after Worlds next year, then he could use what won in Nationals and Worlds, or in this year's case, uh, just Adam Friedman would just get banned. But yeah, he could he could do that like next right. year. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that'll end this section of Malcolm Rush's question block. But he did actually ask a question, which we did totally forget last week. Malcolm, we did answer your convention questions in a dial C for conventions. If anyone remembers those, released like two of those last year. Um. And then obviously a lot of conventions stopped happening all of a sudden. So. We're going to sort of release these from time to time. They are fun episodes. Me and Simeon both enjoy comic conventions and stuff like that. But uh, just so you know, Malcolm, those questions have been answered. They are just floating in gigabyte computer storage land right now, waiting to be uploaded. Uh, but the question he asked a while ago was, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, hero clicks and non-hero clicks related. We could also sort of say what we got for Christmas. But uh, Simeon, what was something that was on your hero clicks wish list? So this is um, for Kiro Clicks Christmas like wish list. I basically own all the figures that I care to own. I don't tend to. I wait like a while for them to drop in price, but I don't tend to like covet a figure longer than like I either just give up on owning it or I just uh, get it like fairly soon after it like becomes cheaper. Um, so I own most hero clicks that i actually would care to like own like i would never like put one that's available on a wish list which brings me to the point that uh, all the convention exclusives that had previewed the master mold the invisible john cena the sting uh, the two that they sold on like auction all of or gave to like scott porter mm. to the sell on auction um all of those like convention exclusives that never got released this year, those would all be on my Christmas HeroClix wish list. I really hope that they release those in some sort of way, whether it's just down the line, like next year at a convention, or if they put them up on their convention vault thing, which is just now their WizKids e-store, I guess, is what they converted it to. But either way, I just hope yeah. that like I can get a hold of those someday. Also, the Mark Twain, um, Samuel Cle or yeah, Samuel Clements. Uh, and the Davidians that they had 3D renderings of for Star Trek, but never released. They never like gave us a dial or whether those were going to be an LE or if those were just like axed or whatever. But they had the 3D renderings and they both looked really cool. The Samuel Clements literally just shared the Moriarty sculpt, which would have been fine. I just want to know what he was going to do. And I just really want him. Because that's like one of the few like historical people that we would actually have in the game, and uh, yeah, so those are also on the wish list. Hmm. Right on. I pretty much agree with that. Uh, nine times out of ten, I have most of the hero clicks I need. The only ones I'm missing still is Zombie Wolverine, Zombie Hulk, and then Zombie Juggernaut. So that's like the one thing I sort of passively collect. Always kind of need those guys. That would have been on my wish list. But obviously, uh, Sting is super, super high up there. Uh, he's probably the only previewed figure I've seen. And I was also on my wish list for this year. But hopefully, it's coming out. WWE Wave 2. I wanted that back in June <laughs> very badly. Um, yeah. But here we are. Yeah. It's December. 
everybody complains about House of X getting pushed back, but no one ever, you know, like, there's no official statements for WWE. It just sort of gets pushed back, and no one cares about it. I care about it. I care about that a lot more than stupid mutants, I'll tell yeah, you that we much. you're originally going to do Extreme um, Rules yeah. with the drop of WWE Wave 2, and then it just never yeah. dropped. And I was getting fed up with waiting, so I'm like, we're doing it now. Well, we're going to do it again when Wave 2 comes out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then, I guess, for non-Heroclix related stuff, Simeon, if you yeah. care. For non-Heroclix related it. stuff, I'd love for my desk to oh. arrive. That would be... Still doesn't have the desk. I... <laughs> it's still on the boxes. Yeah. You guys, Simeon's, Simeon's desk it's... is still just cardboard boxes. <laughs> Why would you want your monitor above head height? You should always want to look oh. down to see your monitor. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, I'd... I love this. No. Uh, oh. a more realistic thing. I do need... <laughs> Uh, a speaker setup, so I do need like some. I don't know if I'm gonna go surround sound or how intensive I'm gonna get with my speakers, but I do want a speaker setup for my computer so that I don't always have to use my headphones. But um, of course, headphones sound quality is like better than probably what I'm gonna get out of whatever cheap speakers I buy. But I still want the speakers just so I don't have to wear headphones to like watch YouTube videos or whatever or edit. That's awesome. I love this. This this brings me endless amounts of joy. You you guys have, you guys have no idea. Ah, oh, his desk is still just boxes. Ah, oh. um, yeah. I I kind of, I mean, it's like as far as wish list stuff goes. I keep uh, every time I see something that's like new or Captain America related that I don't own yet, I just take a screenshot, put it in my phone folder, put it in my Captain America phone whatever want section. Um, and I've went back through, like, I've written down all the Marvel Legends I need, uh, all of the Marvel Select six-inch scale, whatever action figures, all the Funko Pops I need. Um, basically, if anyone ever wants to help me, my goal is to have, like, the largest Captain America collection, like, ever. So I just constantly buy Captain America stuff all the time. So I just tell people, I don't buy a lot of the kitty stuff. So, like, all, like, the Titan Hero series, these weird, like, new stretchy figures, I try to wait out and hope Walmart, Target put those things on sale. They often never do. Uh, so, sadly, I end up having to pay 20 bucks for this terrible, like, Captain America roleplay shield thing. And it's like, well, gotta have it because it's cool. And I honestly love collecting all the Captain America stuff. It shows you how unique of stuff there is infinity war ruins and yet makes the collection more unique at the same time because then like there's no more like bright blues you know bright red white and blues anymore there's no more a on the head it's like beard <laughs> chris evans and it's so strange it's definitely the oddest part of the captain america collection like aesthetically it sort of ruins it but in a way it like it breaks it up and if i were to like organize this when I get some big house or something, I don't know, get a basement and like be able to put all my crap down there. Um, I'll be able to have a cool Infinity War section because it does look nice. It looks cool. It adds a uniqueness to it. But yeah, pretty much anything I ever tell my, my family for like, get me any Captain America stuff. I know I own a lot, but if it's like kitty toy stuff or like something I wouldn't normally buy, just get it. And I'll, I probably need it. And if I don't end up needing it, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't actually have a ton of extra cap stuff. I do tell people to not get me comic books. People that don't know comics don't know how to buy comics. Yeah. And 
it's not it's not a safe thing for them to tell you. Kind of the same thing for hero clicks, really. Any, um, any I would have never told to my honest. family to buy specific uh, hero clicks because they'd probably either spend too much, buy the wrong ones, or whatever. Like same thing with comic books, spend too much, buy the wrong ones. Just not safe. It's not safe. Once you yeah, own yeah. so much of something, it's not safe really to. This uh, goes to like, this goes for, like that, so. in my opinion, uh, it's just like a PSA. If you're ever buying for somebody that's into a hobby that you're not into, uh, just like give them cash for that hobby or ask them for like a yeah, specific thing or whatever if you really want to get them something from that hobby because I think uh, it's too easy for like an outsider hmm. to get scammed or just buy something that that person already has or um, really like my biggest worry is the scam thing. Like I tell people never to buy hero click stuff for me because I can do like the research. Like mm. I already do like a lot of like the research and I know what I want and what it's valued at and stuff. So like if you come to me and you like hand me like a 10th anniversary thing that you paid 50 bucks for, I'm going to feel really bad that you did that because like somebody scammed you out of 50 bucks. That thing is worth negative $0 which isn't a real number because that's not a real figure. Yeah. I'll actually say, uh, I think there are some exceptions to that rule. I think if they like collect action figures, be like, Oh, you like star Wars Buy them stormtroopers, clone troopers, right? You can always have a million of those. doesn't really matter because it's they're generic dudes. Uh, same thing. They Black like series. Marvel. That's all anyone. Yeah. Black, Black series. series. Oh yeah, that's true. And then it gets like complicated, right? Different scales. Maybe it is tough. I think Lego, I think you can get anybody, any Legos ever. Cause like you can, if you already that's own true. the set and just like use it for like the bricks, right? Like right. I think Lego is a pretty safe one. You know, someone that likes Lego. If you know an avid Lincoln log collector, you can get them some Lincoln logs. And that was I don't know. I think those are like, that's week. probably, yeah, sorry. That was your, <laughs> <laughs> we should I mean, end it, this. That was we stopped talking about hero clicks. It wasn't your hero clicks tip of the week, but it shall we shall we do a hero clicks tip of the week? Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Here's your not Jedi legend, aka Calderness, tip of the week. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. How can you be on the council and not be a master? Take a seat. Don't call her Ness. Battle Fury sure does done make me furious in the heat of battle, I tell you what. So Battle Fury, it's crazy cool, right? You can't be mind controlled. You can't be incapacitated with it. You get to ignore opponent's shape change. But a big thing is you can't be carried. But did you know it doesn't say anything about the fact that you can't carry other people? That's right. If you got Battle Fury, you can be an angry taxi driver. If you have flight or if you're a bigger size than someone, you can still pick them up and carry them. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. Road Rage is There's my Battle Fury nothing to joke about. Carl. Tip of the day. Road Rage. <laughs> ah, why not? People are driving in the snow. Let's add some Road Rage upon these hazardous conditions already. And yeah. with that, ladies and gentlemen... That was Dial H for Hero Clicks. You can give us a like, give us a follow on Dial H for Hero Clicks uh, on Twitter, on Facebook. You can send us an email, like how Malcolm sends us questions at 
dialh4heroclicks at gmail.com, all spelt out. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can support us on Patreon if you want to support the amazing podcast content and or painful YouTube content that we make for you. We're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Tell your friends if they like Heroclix and whatever. Tell them, hey, you want to play online? Check out the Heroclix Prince format tournament. It is pinned to the top of our Facebook page. There's also a video that covers the rules on our YouTube channel. All sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, check us out, guys. Uh, me and Simi have a lot of fun making the content. By all means, check it out. I'm going to read a comment left on our Hot Ones episode by SpikeGuy55 20 minutes ago. He says, you guys are genuinely awesome. I got to say, all these punishment games are absolute magic. They add such a great fun dynamic so thank you so much spike guy 55 appreciate that you've been enjoying the yeah. content we've been making he comments on a lot of videos spike guy uh, he's really active member do it for our youtube he's totally totally and like i said we don't get crazy amount of views but like the fact that anyone gets any enjoyment from this honestly is like because like, like who are we uh anyways that kind of reminds me to another thing here we're doing our end of the way end of the year thing so i'm putting out uh, little, not really polls, whatever. Just comment below with what the best of worst of 2020 was. House of X obviously isn't included because it's going to be a 2021 set. Ha ha, I'm so happy about that. Anyways, uh, so check those out. Also, we don't mention this enough throughout the year, but we do every year we give away a Dial H for Hero Click Super Fan uh, just kind of title. So we're going to give you some kind of Hero Clicks thing signed by me and Simeon. Normally, uh, something that's of slightly higher value. If not, it's going to be something that we referenced a lot that year, something we maybe won a tournament with, something, right? Like if we talk about, you know, Absorbing Man from Invincible Iron Man a lot, normally we try to give you a modern age figure, but we'll probably give you something like that. We'll sign the card, we'll give you some tokens, give you some stickers, give you the whole shebang uh, for being a Dial H for Hero Click super fan, maybe even get you a t shirt. Um, but that's coming up. Obviously, it's probably a little late to be interacting and leading reviews and all this stuff now, but just keep that in mind throughout the course of the next year is that we do give away a big prize for the Dial H or Hero Clicks Superfan. Um, so, yeah, people that are active, people that send us questions, people that do all sorts of stuff, you know, in the community uh, are pretty much in the running to be Superfan. It means to me to sort of talk it out and we give it to people. That's been happening since pretty much the conception of this podcast, since I, since before me, before Simeon, uh, they've been doing it, but really, um, you're not really a fan. You guys are all friends. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. That's all I got to say. But just, you know, vote, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Hope you guys hey. had a Merry Christmas and all that jazz. Simeon, go for it. Yeah, if you've got some of that you holiday money that you're trying to burn away before <laughs> you can do anything else with it, you can use code DIAL5 to save 5% at, oh, what? what's that? At CoolStuffInc.com. I don't know why I did that. But you can find cool stuff in stock from the well. singles and sealed products. That uh, was you can so get wrong. board games. You can get all kinds of stuff. It doesn't have to be hero clicks. They got dice. They got tokens. They got boxes. They got cards. They've got, uh, I don't know, all kinds of stuff. They've even got swag. Some of their swag is kind of cool. I'm going to get one of their coffee mugs next uh, time. I own, I own one of their hoodies. I yeah. really like that. My cool stuff ink hoodie. It's really cool. Yeah, and that, so, yeah, they have that 5% cool will go a long ways because to get their their top tier discounts, you got to spend like 50 grand. So you got to do it. You got to use that code dial 5 until you get to the top tier and you can you don't need our code anymore. 
and then you will you will have outgrown our podcast because neither of us are there, but we're trying every day. Coolstuffinc.com. <laughs> Happy trails. Jeez. <laughs> Mutt, 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 mutt